Space Voralex, Finding Kimigo. Listen to audio extracts from this exciting companion to 2B Acting Selective Interactive Video Production, now showing on InView. If you enjoy adventures, conspiracy theories, and a gripping story, then this podcast is for you. Updated every two weeks. This extract from the Space Voralex, Finding Kimigo book is a work of fiction, names, characters, places, incidents and dialogues are products of the artist's imagination and should not be considered in any way as facts. Any resemblance to life or people, living or dead, events or theories is entirely coincidental. Visit 2beacting.com for information about the Space Voralex selective interactive video and how to obtain a copy of the book. Extract Summary The main character, Misha, is poised to take a drastic step that will end her life as she knows it. However, before she does, she documents the events that has led to her decision. Her story starts where she is called to the hospital after her girlfriend, Kimigo, unexpectedly collapsed and is unable to wake from a coma. After a day of surreal happenings a stranger, looking identical to her girlfriend, enters her life. In this podcast, Misha must trust a stranger whilst attempting to find a professor that may help save the life of her girlfriend. Chapter 2, Part 1, Trust Each swish of the closing heavy curtains dim the light entering the room, to the point where we become three silhouettes. Watching this strange yet familiar person moving around our flat adds to the surreal aspect of today. First Kimego's unexplainable coma. Then the disappearing man. The self-deleting video from Christina's mobile and now this weird acting stranger. She gave no real explanation as to who she is or why she looks like Kimigo. All she keeps repeating is for us to trust her. More bizarre is her command for us to leave. Apparently, our home is not a safe place. They know about us. Well not exactly us. They know about Christina, who mistakenly they think is me. Transfixed by this mad woman's behavior we only stare, saying nothing in response. Seeing our inactivity she stops moving to directly address us. You don't believe me do you? Again, who are you? As I said, that is not important. They are looking for you Misha, and you must be protected at all cost. One hundred questions spring to mind but before the first can be asked a faint vibrating buzzing is heard. We all recognize it as the sound of a ringing mobile. A small flashing light from the kitchen makes the connection. Kimego's phone. Following the sound to the light, the stranger picks up the mobile, hidden under a pile of rubbish, in the kitchen. Quickly I take it from her, for some reason thinking it could be Kimigo calling her own phone. Disappointingly the caller ID shows, Colin Strand, a friend from her work, he is the one with the puppy dog eyes. She invited him a few times to our Friday night drinking sessions. Always saying very little, I do remember how much he stared at her. He'd follow her around like a lost dog. She knows he has a crush, which she admits to liking. As a close working colleague, if anyone can fill in the missing part of yesterday, it would be him. Answering, we begin an exchange. As we talk, my attention is drawn to the whispered conversation happening across the room. Eyes now accustomed to the dimly lit space, I can make out that the stranger is showing Christina something of concern on her mobile, judging by her repeated looks in my direction. Ignoring the urge to join into their discussion, I return to listening to a now distraught Colin at the other end of the call. Anyone would think it was his girlfriend lying in a coma, 
by his reaction. I felt bad for the cold way I answered his many questions with yes, no, I don't know responses. Finally, I get him to the conversation I want. His recollection of what Kimigo did yesterday could not be more complete. I knew what time she arrived, how many coffees she drank, what reports she read, what she ate for lunch, even the number of toilet visits made, which was slightly disturbing. There is only a missing three hours with Professor Voralex that did not get a step-by-step -step report. Three hours every day for the last two months spent with this professor. She never mentioned this. Colin could offer no more information as to what her and the professor were doing. Christina's frantic movement between the bedrooms and lounge brings the call to an end, with a promise from Colin that he would message the professor's number. Before joining Christina, I decide interrogating Kimego's phone is a better option than intervening in whatever is going on. Last numbers dialed. Empty. Last calls received. Empty. Incoming calls. Empty. Her web browser opens on a site I don't recognize, in view. There is nothing in her history to say she visited any other sites. Only her contact list has entries. Far fewer than I would expect. We have to go Misha. Christina drops two packed backpacks on the floor. Why, what's wrong, what did she say? Enough for us to get out of here. We see a bright blue light flash, as the stranger enter and exit the bedrooms and bathroom. What's going on? Joining us in the lounge the stranger holds in her hand a small pager-like device. What's that? Everything will be explained when we leave. I'm not going anywhere. Misha, we must. Something was obviously said to solicit this reaction from Christina. She picks up one of the bags and hands it to me before strapping the other to her back. I will need your mobiles, they can be tracked. Without waiting the stranger snatches Kimego's phone from my hand. Surprisingly, Christina then passes her both our phones. What are you doing? What if Kimigo calls my phone? The doctor said she could wake at any time. And Colin is sending a text to Kimego's phone. It's okay. My friend's reassurance does little to stem the surge of anger rising within. What does change my emotion is witnessing the three phones being crushed with ease by the palms of the stranger. The metal, glass and electronic components roll together like crumbling a sheet of paper. In silence we ride down in the elevator, completely different to when we came up. Then Christina talked non-stop about finding an unconscious Kimigo. In her rendition she said something didn't feel right from the moment she left work. It was not a good night at the bar. Her shift ended a little past 7am. Normally, she would come home a bit tipsy as work often ended with a few drinks with the last of the customers or Barry, the bar owner, paying. However, earlier in the night Barry had a confrontation with one of the regulars. He took his frustration out on the staff, getting them to do menial jobs. She spent most of the night cleaning the toilets and was dead sober when she opened the door to our flat. I wasn't sure if Kimigo slept there so I literally walked past her and went to my room. When I came out of the shower she had not moved. This is when I knew something was wrong. Fortunately, Christina has first aid training. Checking Kimego's breathing, she placed her in the recovery position, as she waited for the ambulance to arrive, desperately trying not to break down. I decide to end the silence, 
as the stranger puts the small pager-like device in the black pouch bag strapped around her waist. What's that? It erases all traces of DNA from a room. What? I've cleared your apartment. They will find nothing to use. Yet another senseless answer. I look at Christina who shrugs her shoulder just as confused. Exiting the apartment block, I turn towards where we park the car. No, I have safer transportation. She walks off. I let Christina drag me, so we follow a few steps behind. Hanging back a little, a phone is pressed into my hand. It's your phone, I gave her my old one. I could have kissed her. Why are you doing what she says, what did she tell you? I told her about the man at the car, she said she knew. On her phone she called up a video showing us at the hospital, it was from the viewpoint of the man. She said, just by looking at us, he was able to scan and upload the video to the cloud. The video froze with a grid over my face with an overlay that said, target found, sanctioned for termination. It was this message that alerted her, and why she came. To save us. That is the end of the extract for this podcast. In the next podcast, another extract from the Space Vorilex, Finding Kimigo book. Misha's distrust of a stranger leads her, and her friend Christina, down a dangerous path. Podcast narrated by AI-generated voices, Ryan and Sonia. Note, the extracts may not accurately reflect the words contained in the published book. For more information, visit 2beacting.com or be part of this exciting adventure by playing the Space Vorilex Selective Interactive Video, now showing on 2B Acting's InView channel.